so good. So good. And I'm so excited about what he's doing in our midst. I'm excited about what he's doing in me. Are you excited about what he's doing in you? We had the best testimonies coming our way this week. I mean, just different things that God did last week in our time together with him. And I am anticipating meeting with him today. Are you? I'm anticipating. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit excited. I'm a whole lot leaning in. Just so ready and not ready at the same time <laughs> because God is always so much bigger. But I'm excited about what he has for us today. And I, my prayer is that you would be too. Wednesday night was so good. Wednesday night was so good. There were people, and, and some of you are going to go, what's good about that? But there were people like laid out on the floor over here with their Bibles in front of them. There were people over here that were just exalting God, just had their heads back in there, their arms spread wide. There were some sitting in their seats with their, with their eyes just closed. And I know they were awake, but everybody was just taking some time to dwell in his presence, to dwell in his presence. Don't you long for that? I long for his presence. We're going to read a little bit of word, and, and it's going to sound a little bit strange, this particular passage of Scripture, but it is so full of relationship with him. So will you stand with me and let's read this passage? I mean, when you think of someone who has a relationship with the Lord, it so swiftly can turn to David. So let's read this for the director of music. Wait, we don't have to read that part. As the deer pants for streams of water... So my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of the Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord, at night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for everything that is contained within your word, Father. The truth, the life, the peace, the joy, the presence, Father. I thank you for the pulse on the page. I thank you, Father, for the power in the passages. I thank you, Father, for everything, God, that you pour through your word. And so, Father, today, I pray in this space, Lord, that we would have ears to hear you. I pray, Father, we would have hearts that pursue you. I pray, Father God, that today would be a pivot point in our relationship with you. God, I thank you. Let everything that is of you stand. Everything that is of me be forgotten and fall away. We bless you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to do something I rarely do because I really... If you have seen the bulletin insert, you might 
see that I was a tad ambitious. There are like, you know, 10 points and there's all this. I may not hit all of those. I'm just going to tell you. That's where I was when I had to print those, okay? <laughs> but I am going to kind of stay with my notes a little bit today because I, feel, I don't want to miss anything in him. I feel like the Lord is, because he's drawing us, because he's teaching us about his presence, I believe that I want to pay attention to the things that he's been sharing. I want to make sure that, that I pay close attention. I was listening, and if I've shared this with you before, please you know, go, oh, that was good the first time, even better the second. <laughs> I didn't get that insight before. I was listening to Priscilla Shire, who is a marvelous teacher of the Word, and she was sharing. She said one morning she was at, had gotten up, and she loves her some coffee, as most of us do, which is why the well does so well. And uh, she went to Starbucks. And she's standing in line at Starbucks, and she hears the person behind the counter tell the man, gentleman in front of her, she says, um, I'm sorry, but we're out of coffee. And he went, this is Starbucks, right? And she said, yes, sir, but we're out of coffee. And she, he, she said he turned around and looked at her and he went, can you believe this? Starbucks? No coffee? And she said, so surreal was the moment, because Starbucks is known for coffee. She said, so surreal was the moment that I sent out a tweet and said, at Starbucks, no coffee. Is this for real? And she said, as soon as I sent the text, it hit me. She said, and I thought about all of the churches across the land. She said, and I wanted to send out a, t a tweet that went, at church, no presence. Is this for real? Because just as Starbucks is known for coffee, it's what they do, it's who they are. Should not his house have his presence? Should not his people be filled with his presence? How absurd it should be. Yet all across the land, there are houses, buildings that call themselves churches that do not house the presence of God. That, that should mess with our theology. That shouldn't mess with us because he needs to be God. See, this is what I know. I know that I need him. I know that I, I can love him more. I know that I need his presence in my life. I need more of him. I know that however deep I go in him, there is always more. And I want that. I want more of him. I want his presence to fill this place. And I want his presence to fill this place. For a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. One is because I am spiritually greedy. I am. I'm spiritually greedy because I, you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of giving God the title without the position. I'm tired of calling him Lord without giving him that position and that authority in my life. I'm tired of calling him Redeemer, Deliverer, Mighty God. I'm, I'm tired of calling him these things without him taking that role in my life. I need him to be a bigger God than what I have allowed him to be in my life. Because I need a bigger God. And you know what else I want? I mean, I just want everything. <laughs> okay, I, I, I am. I was like, yes, she does. Um, you know what else I want? I want a God that's big enough to heal I want a God who's big enough to deliver. If I bring a friend in who's having issues, I need a God who's big enough to meet them and heal them. I need a God who still saves, who still delivers, who still moves in all the power and authority that he's always had. And I want that. You know what else I want? <laughs> no, Barbie, what do you want? 
I want, I want to love the word like a Baptist. I want to dance like a Pentecostal. I want to have the devotion of a Catholic. I want to sing like the Church of Christ sings. I want to have the servant heart of the Spanish church. I want to have the heart for missions like the Methodist church. I want all of it. I want all of it. Why should only one area have that? Why should not his whole body possess the whole strength of his presence, power of his presence? And that's why we need the presence of God, is to experience the fullness of everything that he has, to be that fullness in the earth. That just, that just blows me away, the opportunities that we have that we don't take care of. See, we need the presence of God so we can be all that God has called us to be, that we can accomplish all of the things in the earth that we are called to accomplish. Not so that I can go, oh, isn't she great? But so that they can go, oh, isn't he marvelous? See, we carry the presence of God not to give ourselves a name, but to glorify his name. And if there is no presence, how can there be glory given? We need the presence of God. Of the Lord, I came upon something this week that just kind of blew me out of, of the water. You know, sometimes when we think about the presence of God, somehow we picture it as this vapor. You know, this mist, this something, this non-entity, the presence of God. It's not a vapor. Yes, the glory was housed in a cloud, but that was for our protection. And there are references to the cloud, and it is in reference to his presence. But his presence... Every person, every entity, you have a presence. Do you know that? You have a presence. And we as human beings can sense presence. We can sense physical presence. If you walk into a room, you are going to be able to sense if someone is in that room with you, right? I was going to do this and I thought, no, that might make the people really uncomfortable. But because of that sense of presence of other people, we like our space. See, there's something that you emit, that I emit, that every entity emits, and it's a, a life energy. There is a heat transference. There are waves that come from our body. Amen? Even breath has sound waves to it. There's something about it. It's like, so we can't stand close talkers. You know, they get right up in your face, and you're like, whoa, whoa. This is your dance space. This is my dance space. You know, it's like you, you just, people come into your space and we think there's something wrong with us. Well, they might be putting off something that you don't really want to take in. And then sometimes, you ever had somebody hug you and they will not let go? It's because they want what you're putting off. <laughs> they want this, there's, there's something about some people that you're like, oh, I just want to hug them. That's because they're emitting a life force and an energy that attracts you. It is a very real thing. And it allows us, as human beings, see, science is starting to get into this, it, it allows us to test our atmosphere. There's this, like, they call it this internal sonar. I call it the Holy Spirit. Because they say every, every human being has something on the inside of them that they can enter a space they have never been in before, and something in them will test the atmosphere. 
why we go, I don't know what's wrong. I just, I'm sensing some, something's wrong here or, or, oh, the presence, you know, because we test those things. Well, the marvelous thing is we can train that. that one of the things that I ran upon that was such a, a cool thing to me is that sometimes we are such, such visual people that all we see in the situation is what we see instead of sensing what we should sense. There's something that um, people who are visually impaired, blind, will, they do this thing, it's called echolocation. It's called acoustic wayfinding. And in acoustic wayfinding, someone who's visually impaired, who cannot see, will walk into a situation or an environment they have never been in before, and when they walk into that environment, what they do is they use what they have to send a sound. They might snap their finger. And when they snap their finger, the sound wave is sent out and it echoes back from whatever presence is in the room. Let me read this to you because I loved the way they put it. It says, they may snap their fingers, pat their foot, or make a small click with their mouth. And the echo reveals what fills the space. Um, the more sound they send, the clearer the picture becomes. Every sound that is sent produces an echo that clarifies the positioning of presence. Think about that for a minute. They can't see it, so they got to kind of fill the room with what they have, with the, the natural gifts that God has given them. And this is what hit my spirit when it said, every sound sent produces an echo that clarifies the positioning of presence, whatever it might be in the room. It made me think about Psalm 8, 9. It says, your name echoes. Lord, your name echoes around the world. Your name echoes through the space. And I got to thinking, this thing just kind of turned on on the inside of me. And I got to thinking about when we send a sound that echoes back, I am. We begin, see, they test with what they have. We test with what we have. What is our tool? The tool that we have when we can't see, when we can't discern a space, the tool that we have is faith. Because scripture tells us faith is the evidence of things not seen. Within your faith is evidence. Within your faith is evidence. So if you are in a moment and, and, and you want to just close your eyes for a minute, you're in a space, I'm... I'm doing this because we talk about the presence of God. And sometimes people are like, I don't have any idea what he feels like, what that sense would be. But you begin to send out your faith. I send it out vocally. Oh, God, I trust you. You are good and you are faithful. There is none like you, God. And I begin to send these sounds into my environment. And what echoes back to me is I am what comes back to me? And in that, I can sense presence in a space that perhaps you might not see presence, but you can sense presence because his echo always carries his name. And so when, when what we are saying is coming back off of him, all of the things that we say that he is, he is. And I love that. I love that, that uh, science is starting to catch up with God. <laughs> and so they never will, but faith will always be our tool to see the unseen. And, and I had written down here, a lack of sight should never convince us that it does not exist, but it should act as a catalyst 
to move us to a higher state of awareness. Colossians 3 says our senses can be trained in discernment. Go home and read Colossians 3. See, when you can, you can train your senses. You can become more aware spiritually than you are. Does anybody want that? I want that. I want us to be aware. I want to know what he's saying and what he's doing. Our tool is faith. And why is his presence important? Moses said, if your presence doesn't go before us, God, do not take us up from here. And he, and he goes on to explain why. He says, because it's your presence that distinguishes us from all other people. It, how will they know that we are your favored people if your presence doesn't go before us? And if his presence is not with us, if we do not care, how will we be distinguished from all of the others? Seriously, seriously, without his presence, how do they know how good he is? If his presence doesn't go before us and see, we, we relegate that and we set that aside and we need his presence. We need the presence of God. Why? Why do we need the presence of God? Because without the presence of God, we are just a theater. Without the presence of God, these are just musicians with a gig. Without the presence of God, these could be dancers in a club. Without the presence of God, we are an audience, not a church. See, with the presence of God, everything shifts. Everything shifts at the presence of God. There are houses everywhere. Churches are fewer and further between. Houses of God are different. Without his presence, there will not be salvations. Without his presence, there will be no healing. Without his presence, there will be no deliverance. Without his presence, all of the things that we attribute to God, they will not find here. Without his presence. I need his presence. I don't need another program. I need his presence. I don't need somebody else to give me something else to do. I need his presence. I don't want to come to another meeting unless he's going to be there. <laughs> and then I might ask the rest of y'all to leave because he and I have got to spend some time together. I don't need more stuff. I need more him. I need more him. We need his presence. Without the cloud of presence to guide us, we will wonder. <laughs> you ever seen people just wonder? It's like, I don't know. I don't. It's, without his presence to guide us, we wander through our lives. Without his presence to guide us, without the cloud to guide us, we build our golden calves. And we worship lesser gods. Without his presence to guide us, we become a house full of whiners at everything that we don't have. It is his presence that distinguishes us from all other people. It is his presence that tells of his favor. It is his presence that, that, that sets us apart. Why would we not be after the presence of the Lord? Y'all are so quiet. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I had written down here, lesser gods manifest. And here, here, this is what I see, and this is what was in my spirit. I, I, the enemy has so tried to tame God. 
Make him very tame in our churches. Make him fit into this box in our churches, while all the while our tame God that nobody is affected by, obviously, this tame God is, you know, relegated to what is acceptable to us, and we have created a God that is under our control rather than us being under his. But outside of that, the thing that has happened in the meantime is that while that's happening in the churches, what is happening in the world is this manifestation of dark gods and dark presences, powers of mediums and psychics and, and uh, paranormal activity, and our young people are being sucked over toward this because there's a manifested presence. There's something that draws them. They've got, they have fallen in love with terror. They have fallen in love with these things because what they crave is a manifestation of power. And we're not showing them that. We have depicted to them a very tame, powerless God that does not manifest in their lives, has no power. And so they go chasing after this dark stuff that's out here. Guys, God better manifest. We better show them a God that is bigger than the one that they're running after. Or we're going to lose them. We have to show them a bigger God. And he's so subtle. And in the beginning, those lesser gods, they draw you. And they, they play with your psyche. And they begin to entertain these places. And all of a sudden, the entertainment is not so entertaining anymore. And all of a sudden, these kids who grew up in the body of Christ are now bound by lies and addiction and are chasing after these lesser gods. And let me tell you something. When they grab hold of you, they don't let go easy. They don't give you up easy. What they don't understand is that when you get bound by those lesser gods, it takes a really big God to set you free. And unless we show them a really big God that is powerful, we cannot spend our lives in addiction and expect them to be free. We cannot spend our lives weak and powerless with nothing of God manifesting and expect them to want to follow him. I'm pointing toward empty seats because I'm so used to our babies being over there. But we need a bigger God. And that is not God's fault. That's us. That's us because we limit him. The thing that I was sharing Wednesday night with my class, the thing that the Lord impressed on my heart is every single one of us have the relationship with him today that we have chosen. You are with him where you have chosen to be with him. I am with him where I've chosen to be with him for better or for worse because he does not withhold any good thing. He does not withhold himself. We are the ones that build the walls. We are the ones that block him out. He does not withhold himself. We have our relationship with him that we have chosen because he always wants more with us. And see, when the, when the kids are bound or when the grown-ups are bound and these things, guys, I've seen possession. And some of you might not believe that, but I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen the power that it has. I've seen, I've watched a kid a young man writhe in the floor and speak guttural noises. I, I have watched him under the power and the influence and the control of a, a dark enemy. And <laughs> I have also seen that same young man set free. And let me tell you something. Possession is not the power. Deliverance is the power. Possession is just a, a, a stronghold. This is something when God delivers somebody, and I, can I tell you something? I have never, ever in my life 
her to sound like that. Not the, the bondage, the deliverance. I have never heard someone cry like that. I have never heard someone thank God like that. I have never seen somebody set free like that. You talk about gratitude. You talk about somebody going, there is no other God. How marvelous if he could have gotten that before he was in the floor. How marvelous if we could present that God to him. How marvelous if we could present that God to our kids and go, you've got a God who is bigger. You've got a God who is greater. Because we do. It's kind of interesting last week. Last week was the kind of services, to be honest, that I avoid. Because I grew up in it. But here is the difference. Last week was marvelous. Last week was marvelous and the difference. But see, when I grew up, that was all I had. It was an experience. It was a moment and it was fleeting and it was gone. But the difference was between then and last Sunday is that now I have a relationship with him. I have a relationship with him that that is just a part of. That is just a part of God is so big. He's so multifaceted. There are so many aspects of this God that we serve. And we relegate him to small spaces and tiny works. And he is bigger. Last week was so good. I have had so many testimonies come in last week. And you know what the majority of them are saying? I want more. I want more. My hunger for him has been peaked. But see, that's relationship. See, I can, I can take a lap today because I sat with him yesterday. I can sing loud today because I wept before him yesterday. I can dance today because I grieved with him yesterday. Everything is about this relationship that we have with him. It's exactly what Pastor was saying. This intimacy that he calls us to is ongoing relationship. And how shallow would it be if all we ever had was last week? See, Hal and I, we've been married over 30 years. Yay! <laughs> and what we have is, is we have the most amazing relationship. But see, it's God and time. And see, some days we might dance. You know, the man can put a slow dance on you, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Perhaps I've overspoken. <laughs> but one day we might dance. One day we might go fishing. One day we might sit in the living room and watch a movie. One day we might sit on the front porch. One day we might laugh like crazy. And the next our hearts might be broken because that's a whole relationship. And the same thing is in God. It is a relationship. One week you will dance. The next week you will grieve. One week you will take a lap and one week you will sit in silence before him because it's a rounded relationship and we are growing in our knowledge of the presence of God. See, let him be bigger. Let him be stronger. We're going to worship again in a minute. You got a praise team around here anywhere? See, there is always an appropriate response. You know who blessed me last week? And he's not in here. So I'm not going to get any kudos for this, but you know who blessed me last week? Mario. Mario, y'all couldn't see him because he's facing this way, but Mario was pacing. Man, 
I, I bet there's a track back there because he was like, I mean, he was getting it and he was going back and forth and he was rejoicing. And I know that he doesn't know it, man, but he was blessing the socks off of me. I was, I was just, you know, y'all were doing your thing. That blessed me too. But because of where I am watching him back there, it's like he could not contain what God was doing in him. And I love that. I love that we can dance. I love that we can cry. I love that we have everything the full gambit. We can have it all in Him. We can experience it because every relationship that's healthy, let me tell you something. You hear this all the time. Oh, you don't want to give in to emotionalism. Don't you give in to emotionalism. That was just experiential stuff. Let me tell you something. If I didn't have some emotion with Him, every good relationship should be drenched in emotion. I am so clingy sometimes with him. It's like, I just love you. <laughs> I don't know why, I just do. I just love you. Come here. <laughs> and inevitably, it's on the days that he's going, oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, oh. Couldn't this have been last week? I was in a better mood. You know, but sometimes I, I need to be emotional. And we look, why are you crying? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, I'll be better tomorrow. But we should have emotion. One day I'm just, you know, we should have that. We should have experiences. What kind of relationship would we have if we never had any experiences together? So yes, you can be emotional in God's presence. Yes, you can have an experience with Him. Whatever that experience may be. And you know what the, the heartbreaking thing, are we doing your presence is heaven to me? That's awesome. You know what's marvelous about it? This was what was in my spirit was, have you ever had this moment where you, you thought, oh, I just want to kneel. I just want to kneel. I just, I, I just, I just want to kneel and sing this song. I just want to do this. And you didn't do it because nobody else in the room was kneeling. You know what God was saying in my spirit? That's because you were the one that got the echo. You were the one that sent out the sound. They didn't hear what you heard. They didn't sense what you sensed. So if you see one kneeling and you see one running, just understand that was what they heard in the echo. Just understand that. The, the greatest grief I believe that we can do the Holy Spirit is to judge someone else's obedience. To judge someone else's response to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I'm great and sometimes I'm a puddle. Just depends on the echo. And so what I want to do I want us to just worship him a little bit. We got a little bit of extra time. We're going to sing your presence is heaven to me. Tu presencia es el cielo para mí. Your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. Tu presencia es el cielo para mí. Your presence is heaven to me. Is his presence heaven to you? Does it draw you out? Does he pull you? Can you stand with me? If we've got some prayer warriors, you know what? I don't know if we're going to need them, but this space is open. And if you need prayer, you can come, you can kneel, you can bow, or you can just begin to declare your presence is heaven to me. Father, we come into your presence. We welcome you. Father, we send out a sound that will welcome the echo of I am. We send out, Father, something of faith that goes your presence, oh God, is heaven to me. We bless you. There's nothing like you in all the earth. 
You can walk, you can occupy, you can kneel. Listen for what He has for you in this moment. Bless you, God. Bend to me, O Lord.
faithful. God is so good. I believe that this church, because of the presence of the Lord, that is going to saturate this house. I believe that we are going to become a hub. We are going to become a a place of many nations. We are going to become a place where he draws the wounded in, but they're going to be from every nation, tribe, and tongue. We are going to become a habitation of his presence. So we need to begin to practice in many languages to to, to sing of his goodness, to to speak of his, his goodness. And so what I would love, we're going to do two things. Ernie is going to pronounce the blessing in Spanish. And then we are going to send you out with a song, and you can go out rejoicing. Can Ernie have a, uh, a microphone? Got a microphone? Yes, please. If you all would just extend your hands, and Ernie, would you pray over them and pronounce a blessing over the people? Yes, ma'am. Praise you, Father. Señor, te alabamos, Señor. Y te damos gracias, Señor. Te damos gracias, Señor, por tu presencia, Señor. Porque sentimos tu presencia hoy, Señor. Y reconocemos, Señor, que solamente tú eres el único que nos puedes hacer libres, Señor. So, Señora, que vamos a nuestros hogares, Señor. Pedimos, Señor, que tu presencia siga con nosotros, Señor. Que podamos seguir adelante, Señor, buscando tu rostro, Señor, y buscando tu presencia, Señor. So, pido, Señor, que tú nos bendigas, Señor. Y que tú vayas con nosotros, Señor. Y que bendigas cada hogar yes. y cada casa. Thank you, Lord. En tu nombre lo pedimos. Jesucristo. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Now let's go out with rejoicing. Every praise belongs to Him.